Bokar Tov, Zefer Shemuel Aleph, Perek Kaf Aleph. What happened yesterday? David, Yonatan, Yehonatan, determines that Shaul is actually out to kill David. He goes out and he tells David. At first, they're trying, they're, he says it in a way of like the, their sign that the arrows have been shot too far. And then according to Radak, they see that nobody's around. So they come out and they just say farewell uh, in person instead of just having David run, run away. David runs away, and where does he go? To Nove, or to Nov, Novi Rakwanim. And there he meets a man by the name of Ahimelech. Ahimelech, Ahimelech Hagadol. Ahimelech the Kohen. There are a lot of Avimelechs. We're going to see another. We're going to see another Avimelech soon. Okay. Now he goes to Novi Rakwanim, and what does he ask for? Bread. Bread. But what is Achimelech trying to understand? He says, what are you doing here alone? What are you doing here alone? Like, this is a weird situation. David, the famous general that people would sing to him, that was so famous, everybody loved him. What is he doing here alone? And what's David's answer? I'm on a that, secret I'm mission. I'm on a secret mission that I have to go very quickly from the king, this and that. And Achimelech is kind of like unsure about the situation. On the one end, he has the, the messenger of the king. He wants to partake in helping the king and help the messenger and get where he wants to go. On the other hand, it just looks a little bit questionable. And if Achimelech is wrong and David is running away from Shaul, then he could be in big trouble. So Achimelech is probably very scared as he's doing this. And David asks him for bread. And so let's see. Uh, um, and, and then what does Achimelech answer that he can't give him bread? He tells him, no, I can't give you bread. What's the reason? He says in Pasuk Heva, Yana Kohen, David, Bayomer, En Lechem, Holel, Tachat Yadi, Kiim Lechem, Kodesh. I don't have any non holy bread, I just have Kodesh. You guys are probably impure. Im Nishmiru Anari, Mach Meisha. And I'm not sure if the youngsters have been uh, keeping away from a woman. Meaning. Who is he referring to as youngsters? I thought he's alone. The ones that David said he's going to go meet with at the Ploni Al Moni. Remember? In Pasuk, what? In Gimel? And I told, because David has to explain why he's alone. He's saying, I had to go on a secret mission. So I'm meeting up with my servants and my, my army people at this random place. And I need food for them. Now David's taking food for himself, but he is making it look like he needs food for everyone. So give me five pieces of bread. And then he says, I'm not sure if they have been separated from a woman. So now the question in the, in the Mepharshim. Why did David just go to Shmuel? He went to Shemuel already. I know. Why didn't he go back? And he had perfect protection there. Shemuel had his, uh, his uh, gang of prophetic powers that blocked anyone from coming their way. Could just went there, hit out, ate food. <laughs> he was hungry. I don't know. It's a good question. Why doesn't he just stay with Shemuel? The thing with the Nevi'im and their ability to 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 be protected from kings who are after their life, it's not so clear in Tanakh that it's so consistent. Like, who was it? Was it? Um, maybe it was Elisha? No, Eliyahu. Right, Eliyahu is like this amazing guy that, that he does miracles and nobody can get him. And then after Eliyahu, he does the thing. He kills all the people at, um, at uh, Har Carmel. Isabel goes after him and tries to kill him and he has to run away. And why are you running away? What are you scared of? 
So like the fact that Nevi'im had this ability to always evade the king and not, didn't have to worry for their lives. I don't know if, it's the, if it worked like that exactly. They had to just, they never just, had to worry for their lives. Not just for the protection, but just for uh, if David is alone and uh, he has to concoct this whole story to Achimelech, why you're alone and give me some food because he's starving, this and that. You could have first started out at Shmuel, gathered some food, yeah, we could also make the argument that you have to figure out what was practical for David. Like, what if Shemuel was in the north somewhere and Nov is right next to Yerushalayim, or, or right next, not Yerushalayim, right next to uh, wherever Shaul was, his kingship was set up, somewhere in Binyamin. So, you're saying like, the closest place? Yeah, maybe was David was known. running away to the closest place. I don't know. We have to take these practical considerations into account. Anyways, what is going on? The, the discussion of Mefarshim is what is this bread? That that so it says in a few psukim that it's the lechem apanim, or it doesn't say it exactly. It's actually a machloket um, if it's saying that he gave him of the lechem apanim or he gave him other bread because the only other bread was lechem apanim. I thought the only holy bread that we know of is lechem apanim. No, there's there's other bread. So so the father of the radak actually said that the bread is the lechme toda. Now, what's a korban toda? Korban toda is a form of shilamim that a person brings and thanks for flour something. and something like that. No, it's a korban shilamim. It has it comes with a meat offering, uh-huh. but also comes with bread, and okay. and that bread because it's part of a korban shilamim and korban shilamim is allowed to be eaten by by non kohanim, that bread is allowed to be eaten by a non kohen as well, so long as the person is pure. So according to the father of Radak, they would have never given David the Lechem Apanim because Lechem Apanim is only mutar for Kohanim. Rather, they had to give him Lachmet Toda, which is the bread that accompanies the Korban Toda, which is a form of Shilamim, which is allowed to be eaten by non-Kohanim, but only on the condition that, that they're pure. That is pure. Okay? So that's what the father of Radak said. The problem is, we'll see in a second. Now let's continue reading. Mm-hmm. He says, first of all, women have been far from us for the past two days, three days. We haven't been with any women, neither me nor my servants. Mm-hmm. And even the vessels, even the clothing of my, uh, my servants is holy, meaning they dipped in the mikveh also. So their clothing is kodesh. And anyways, the bread that you're giving us is already almost like chol. It's almost like non-holy bread. So according to the father of Radak, what does he mean here? That it's, a, it's already allowed to non-kwanim. So it's almost like non-kodesh bread. So um, that's why it's okay. And even if today... Uh, it was sanctified, and even if today it was holy, da, 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 still it would have been allowed because I'm in a state of uh, a potential death and it's like a pikuach nefesh. Okay? So the pasuk is like kind of hard to understand, hard to read, but, but there's, um, you, you have to insert the meaning in it. So according to the Radak, father of the Radak, um, According to the father of Radak, he's referring to that these lachmet toda that are allowed to be eaten by a non-Kohen. And he's saying that today we are pure. And even if it was holier bread than the lachmet toda, it still would have been allowed because we are pikuach nefesh. Okay, good. That's one interpretation. Um, 
Okay. Hold on. Okay. So now, Pasuk Zayn, by Tinla Kohen Kodesh. So the Kohen gave him the holy bread. That's Pasuk Zayn. Ki lo ha'yasham lechem, kim lechem apanim ha'musarim lifne Adonai. Because the only bread that was there was the lechem apanim that were taken from before God. Lasum lechem chom biyomir lakachod. That was replaced by hot bread on the day that it was taken. Okay, so how do you interpret this Pasuk according to the father of Radak? He says on that day he gave him the, the lachmet todah. Yeah. On that day he gave him the bread from the korban todah. Because the only other bread was bread of lechem apanim. And lechem apanim is not allowed to be eaten by non-kohen. So it's for sure not what he gave him. Okay? Mm-hmm. So that's how you, he, the father of Radak went into Rek Pasuk Zayn. Now this is all a stretch in my opinion. Um, and in most opinions it's, it's a stretch. It seems like the Peshad is that he gave him of the Lechem Apanim because of this Pasuk. Pasuk Zayn that he gave him from bre- bread that was Kodesh because the only bread that was there was Lechem Apanim bread so he gave him Lechem Apanim bread. Now, the story with the Lechem Apanim bread is that if you take the bread while it is still on the table then it's considered Mi'ilah and it's considered stealing from the sanctuary. It's Asur to take bread while it is still on the table. Now, when is it mutar for Kohanim alone to eat the bread? After Shabbat. On Shabbat, they would take hot bread and they would replace the bread that was on the tables. They would replace it with new bread. And the bread that they took off then becomes a portion of the Kohanim. That's on Shabbat. At, on Shabbat, yeah. I, I don't know yeah. if they would start eating on Shabbat or I guess they would start eating it on Shabbat. I don't know. Okay? okay? So... So on Shabbat or after Shabbat when they removed the bread from the table and they replaced it with hot bread, so the bread that was removed becomes allowed to be eaten by the Kohanim. So in that case, is there any sur me'ilah? No, you're not stealing from Hekdesh because it is the portion of the Kohanim. In that case, the only issue is that you're eating what is Hekdesh for Kohanim by Yazar, which is not allowed. Okay? And if it's in a case of Pikuach Nefesh, then it becomes allowed. He's so, not a Zahar. Who's not a Zahar? David. Of course he's a Zahar. He's non Kohen. Azar means non-kohen. Azar yeah. meant uh, impure. No, no, no. A tameh is an impure. Azar is a non-kohen. Okay? So a person, so he was pure. He, he said it clear that he's pure. So he's saying, uh, so according to this interpretation, which, which is the Peshat, what David is saying in the previous pasuk is he's saying, look, we've not been with a woman, so we're pure. And it is, derechol, it is almost like this is, this bread is almost non-holy at this point because it's already off the table. I'm not taking it off the table. And even if today it was still on the table, I'm in a state of pikuach nefesh, so it should be allowed. So whatever it is, however you interpret it, I just gave you the long-winded two interpretations that are found in the Radak. By the way, Radak brings both, both interpretations, okay? Um, but uh, whether, whether they gave him the lechme todah or he gave him from bread from the, the shulchan, whatever it is, uh, David... Asks for his bread and he and Achimelech gives it to him. Pasuk Chet. Besham ish me abde Shaul bayom Aul ne lifne Adonai. And there, there was a man of the servants of Shaul who was watching this whole thing. Ne etzar lifne Adonai, who was there hanging out before the Kohanim and before God. Ushmo doeg ha Adomi, and his name was doeg ha Adomi. Doeg the Edomite. Now, what is the Edomite? It seems like. Um, it seems like he uh, was a half Jew or something like that. He was from Edom, but his mother was Jewish or something. I think I found that in one of the Mepharshim. That his mother was Jewish. Um, he, he would live in Edom, but he, his mother was Jewish. So he was coming to learn, uh, to study 
and <coughs> and to get religious uh, inspiration from the Kohanim. Abira Ro'im Asher Shaul, and he was the leader of the shepherds that belonged to Shaul. So he was in Shaul's court, and his job was to be the head shepherd. Now, you look at the Mefarshim, it's very interesting what they say about Doeg Adomi. They say he was there amongst the Kohanim, La'asok Torah, says Rashi, to study Torah. And then Abir Haroim, what does Rashi say? That he was the head of the shepherds? Av Betin, chief of the Betin. The Chachamim describe him as his great Talmud Chacham, who was the head of the Sanhedrin. This is the, this Doeg HaDomiga. Now we have to see how he behaves and how this makes sense in light of what the, Kohanim, what the Chachamim are saying about him. Um, but we'll see. It doesn't seem like he behaves so well. Pasuk Tet. Vayomer David Lachimelech and, and David says to Achimelech, Do you have potentially in your possession a dagger or a sword? I didn't take my, my army vessels or my sword. Because the matter of the king was very rushed. And I did not bring anything. Do you have a sword maybe I could use? He said, The sword of Goliath Pelishti that you struck in Emek it is wrapped up in a cloth. Goliath sword. Goliath sword. That's sitting behind the ephod. I know that's a problem. Clearly, it's going to be difficult for David to use it probably because it's so big. But it's behind the ephod, somewhere in this house. It's behind the ephod. If you want to take that one, you could take it. Because we have no other swords other than that one. These Kwanin, they're not military men. So they don't carry a weaponry. That's the only sword they have, but that sword, why was it in the Kohanim? It was there, it was, it was amongst the Kohanim for remembrance. You know, it's not even there, they're not there, it's not there to be used, right? So he said, there's no other sword besides for that one, so take that. And David says, okay, there's none better than that, give it to me, that's perfect. You know, you know whenever like you want something, it's imperfect, but like you want the guy to give it to you already, because it's, it's like, it serves your purpose. No, this is perfect, it's perfect, I'll take this. Right, so that's what David says. So on that day, David runs away from Shaul and he comes to Achish, the king of Gat. Now, Gat is a Pilishti city. And Achish in Tehillim, in the 34th chapter of Tehillim, Achish is also called Avimelech because most Pilishti kings go by the general name of Avimelech. They may have a, their own personal name, like in this case, Achish, but they are all typically titled Avimelech also. Okay? So that's the Pelishti king of Abimelech or Achish, the king of Gat. And he ran away from Shaul. Now the question is, what did he mean run away from Shaul? He already ran away from Shaul. Why are you saying run away from Shaul? This is saying he left Shaul's territory, meaning he left Eretz Israel. David left Eretz Israel and he is no longer in Eretz Israel. So it's talking about him as if he ran away from Shaul. You get that point? Eretz Israel as in all of Israel? Or? Meaning you see in Pasuk Yudalaf it says he, ran, he runs away from Shaul? Yeah. So what does it mean run away from Shaul? He, Shaul wasn't chasing, like wasn't, he wasn't there. He wasn't with the Kohanim. What do you mean run away from Shaul? Maybe, uh, he already ran Doeg, away from Maybe Doeg was... Uh, That's what it's referring to, that he ran away from Shaul? No, it's, it's, it's referring to the fact that he runs away from Eretz Israel out of the, uh, the area where Shaul could even reach him. If Shaul wants to go into the Pilishti area to get him, that's a sign of war. Meaning now, now David is out of Eretz Israel. He's, he's out of he's Shaul's area of uh, control. What do you mean? He could be in Shevet Yehuda? I, like, I don't understand. Meaning if David were to stay within Eretz Israel and go to, go to Shevet Yehuda, let's say. So what, Shaul, that's, the that's within the domain. Yehuda? That's within the... Yeah, but the Pelishi is to the west. It's very close. Pelishi is in Azah. It's in Gaza. Yeah. 
Binyamin is here. Don this this is would be the Pelishi area, right? somewhere over here. He's saying he went here and this is considered out of you. Because the Pelishi controlled it. The Pelishi controlled it, so it's as if he ran away from Shaul. Fine. Okay, that's how the Mephashim explain it. Okay, Pasuk Yud Bet. And they said, the servants of Achish. Now they say, isn't this David the king of Israel? This is the guy that they used to say in the song, in the dancing. They used to say that Shaul struck a thousand and David struck ten thousand. So this is like, the Pelishti This is the Pelishti guy talking. Oh, shoot. Okay? So now David, David took these things to heart. He became very afraid. He became very afraid of Achish, this guy. Now thinks he's in, he has the general of Shaul's army in his possession. So he changed his, he made himself look out to be crazy in their eyes. He changed his, his, his mental state in their eyes. Okay. And he acted crazy in their hands by tab al datotashar he was scraping his nails on the walls of on the doors of the of the city by riro el zikano and he let his drool go on to his beard so david starts to behave like a crazy person yeah. so Achish says to his servants what are you talking about this is not the general of shaul's army this is a crazy man why are you bringing him to me do I have uh, uh, too few crazy people in my kingdom already? That you bring another crazy person to be crazy to me? You're going to bring this guy into my house? According to Mefarshim, by the way, um, this King Achish, his wife and his daughter were also crazy. So you're saying, I already have so many crazy people in my house. You're going to bring David, aka this crazy guy, into my house? Do I have a shortage of crazy people in my kingdom? So... David is able to save this situation by acting crazy, which is a really, really, honestly, it's a crazy story that, he, he, that David acted like a crazy person yeah. just so he can get out of this one. But if he didn't, like, they would have uh, caught, caught, caught him and they would have probably used him and killed him or tortured him. And, yeah. you know, they could have, there's a lot of leverage they have on, on Israel when the biggest general in the country is just is, there at your fingertips. At your fingertips. Yeah. So David was able to think, to change his tom, to change his mental appearance, and he made himself look crazy, and he was able to get out of it. And there's a perak of Tehilim, the chapter 34, that's about when David David, when he made himself look crazy before Achish, before Abimelech. If not Abimelech, by God, by Yelach, right? So that's uh, another interesting thing. Baruch Adonai Amen, amen.